This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which airs live every Tuesday evening from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is being brought to you by Big Papa Smokers. Big Papa is the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue, featuring a comprehensive selection of all-American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, and everything that you need to make a world-class pit out of a 55-gallon drum. Visit them at BigPapaSmokers.com. And by the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices and pits as well. You can visit them at thebbqguru.com. And by Cookshack, a leader in pellet and electric style cookers. Visit them for specials online at cookshack.com or call them at 800-423-0698. And by Sucklebusters. Sucklebusters products are preferred by competition barbecue cooks. Texas-based, 100% made in the USA, introduced first products to Barbecue Central over seven years ago. You can get in contact with them at sucklebusters.com, like them on their Facebook fan page, Sucklebusters, or visit thetexasbbqforum.com. Check them out and see why Sucklebusters means busting with flavor. And by Stephen DeFranco Jeweler, the official jeweler of the Barbecue Central Show. Visit them at stephendefranco.com or call 440-943-2700. And by Butcher Barbecue, makers of injections, sauces, and rubs. Find them online at butcherbbq.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, a leader in the pellet grill market. You can find out more about their cookers by visiting greenmountaingrills.com. And by CookinPellets.com, a maker of high-quality pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. You can visit them at CookinPellets.com, or you can find them at Amazon.com as well. Hi, I'm Johnny Dam, host of the Damage Report radio show. When I'm not falling in love with the First Amendment all over again, I like to sit back, relax, and rub my meat to the Barbecue Central show. And now your host, Greg Rempe. Go, Greg. Yeah. Rub that meat. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. All right, good evening and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We originate from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. You want to jump in on the show tonight, more than happy to have you. It's a phone call, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Everything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, which is thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening coming up in about 13 minutes from now. The most recent and first regional Sam's Club Grand Champion 
Rhythm and Cue Pitmasters, Vince Carocci and Alexis Fairbairn join me here on the show. That's right. Little Sam's, uh, little Sam's Club retake from this past weekend. And then at 9.35, I don't know if you can get a hotter pitmaster right now anywhere in any sanctioning body whatsoever. He notched number 10 on the Grand Championship belt since October 26th of last year. Eight this year already in calendar year 2015. He is the pitmaster of Hot Wachula's Matt Barber joins us on the show at 9.35. And then we'll move to the second hour where we have some really great interviews as well. He missed last weekend because I missed last week. We would have been recapping his win at the Sam's Club local in Fort Collins, Colorado, which we will look back two weeks now past. And then we'll also recap his finish in the Las Vegas Regional this past weekend as well at Rhythm and Q1. First timer of the show, Lon Mitchell, Joe Bob's Barbecue, will be joining us. And then we will look to close out the show in a strong and potential controversial fashion. He is a guest who has been on here a few times. He is always bringing some kind of shenanigans and tomfoolery and stories and energy and... Look, uh, when it breaks down right to the end of it, he is a barbecuer at heart, so says the menu on his restaurant in Chicago, Illinois. But we will delve head deep into the controversy that surrounds one Cigars and Stripes owner, Ronnie Lotz, joins us on the show as well. To much controversy, I have to say. When the newsletter went out today, I don't recall having such a wide-sweeping reaction to the guests that were going to be on the show. Well, not even to the guests, but just uh, Ronnie Lotz that was going to be on the show for the 1035 segment. We'll get to some of those emails as well. So that's what's happening, 216-220-0966. Again, the email, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. If you are watching right now, do yourself a favor, and do me a favor, do the... Do, darn it, I needed to hit play. Right. I don't know why that is, but you did. Uh, let everybody know the show's on the air right now. Send them to a couple of different places. The audio link can be found at my website, thebbqcentralshow.com, as seen in the lower, third, uh, the lower third right there. You can also send them to the longtime video syndication partner of this show, outdoorcookingchannel.com, specifically outdoorcookingchannel.com slash watch-now, and that will take you right to the live stream page. You can also get this show live on Roku or other Internet Protocol television-type platforms. Go to your particular platform's app store, search for Outdoor Cooking Channel. If it's there, download it, and then you're off and running. You get the option of watching the live stream, and you can also get into the host of archives that are there from uh, Kevin's other shows that are on Outdoor Cooking Channel as well. Don't forget, you can subscribe to iTunes for the audio replays here of this show. You can go to my YouTube webpage if you want. As I mentioned just a few minutes ago, Outdoor Cooking Channel has all the video replays of the show. And, of course, the main website is the clearinghouse for any video and audio replays of this show, so there's never any reason why you should ever miss anything on the show. Before we get any further, I would be remiss, and I've been following it on the Facebooks, not give uh, thoughts, prayers, well wishes, and a well-rounded shout-out 
to my man and friend and guest of this show, Pitmaster of Killer Bees Barbecue Team, Jim Berg. He's got some kind of a pancreatic thing going on. Uh, it was very touch and go here over the last two and three days. Wife giving updates uh, through his Facebook page. So, uh, Jim, I just want you everybody to know all the central lights, everybody here at the show pulling for you, hoping you're going to make that turn. And we'll be back on the barbecue trail and hopefully on this show sooner than later as well. So uh, thoughts and prayers out to Jim Berg and his family from Killer Bee's barbecue team. One of the other questions that I have been getting recently, and I don't know if it's just this time of the year that sparks this question specifically, but a lot of people have been asking about barbecue roundtables that I do here on the show, which are widely the most downloaded shows that you can find on the Barbecue Central Archives page. They probably make an own their own page, the roundtable page, and, and get everything moved over as they've gone on and on throughout the years. And maybe I'll do that here over the weekend. But lots of requests for last year's 2014 roundtables. So... All you have to do is go back to August of last year, and you will find three of the four. Then you will notice, as I have gotten a number number of emails going, um, what happened to the chicken roundtable 2014? Yeah, well, I forgot that we took, I don't know if it was three or four, uh, maybe two, two, two to three weeks in between, for whatever reason it was. But we ran a string of three shows in a row where the second hour was dedicated to uh, brisket and then ribs and then pork butt. I don't know if they were specifically in that order, but we didn't do chicken. Everybody was like, man, I've been listening to the 2014 barbecue competition roundtable shows, and these are great, best ones ever, blah, blah, blah. Where's the chicken? What do you mean? I know we did chicken. I know we did it. And then I started going back through the archives. I was like, oh, damn, maybe I didn't do it. Now I'm going to look like a fool to the centralites and the people that are trying to shig a little bit off the top-name guests that show up as panel members for the barbecue roundtables. But no, that is not the case, folks. Rest assured that the chicken roundtable, although you have to look for it just a little bit, is right there in the firm date of September 16th, 2014, and making up that panel of chicken experts, none other than Dave Bosca of Butcher Barbecue, Clark Crew Barbecue Team, and Smoke Me Silly. They made up the panel for the chicken roundtable on the competition side of things. Again, that date is September 16th, 2014. Look, if your computer's giving you no video whatsoever and you can still hear the audio stream, hang out. If you want to go old school and go strictly audio archive, I get that too. Go or uh, Audio stream, I get that too. Uh, go ahead on over to the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com, and click on the real player or the, uh, the Windows media or the QuickTime or whatever it is. And go there, tune in, radio carries the live stream here as well. So uh, just another way to get the live show. Also, if you can search on YouTube for live shows, uh, this show streams live video-wise off of uh, YouTube as well. And I forgot to uh, copy the link there and put it in the chat room. So I apologize for that, trying to figure out a way that I can. How can I do that? Can I do that? 
If I go up to settings, I don't want to change that. Well, can I promote? I know I, there was a way for me to share your stream, right? Ugh, got him. Never that easy, is it? That's never that easy. All right, so big one lined up for you. We got Rhythm and Q coming up here right out of the break, so stay tuned for that. And then we got Matt Barber. That's going to be your first hour. And then we have Lon Mitchell of Joe Bob's Barbecue and Ronnie Lotz, the infamous Ronnie Lotz, will be making his reappearance here on the show. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about Cook Shack. That's right, longtime sponsor of the show. Barbecue competition season is here. Are you ready? Cook Shack has the smoker to get you in the winner's circle. The Fast Eddies by Cook Shack, the FEC 100, is the choice of many teams on the circuit. Teams from coast to coast and Canada use our smokers and pellet grills to get to the winner's circle. Pit Crew Barbecue from California. Butcher's Barbecue from Oklahoma. Big Papa's Country Kitchen from Florida. Jiggy Piggy from Alabama. Jaster's Barbecue from Iowa. ZBQ from Rhode Island. Pork Patrol Barbecue in Nebraska. And DivaQ from Canada. All using Cook Shack products and they're winning with them. Cook Shack customers who use one of their smokers in a cooking competition and wins can get a free bag of hickory pellets, smoke enhancer, or a large decal. Items are awarded only for wins, resulting from products prepared in an FEC smoker, a PG500 pellet grill, or a PG1000 pellet grill or charbroil. They want to reward you for the success. Just share your win from a barbecue competition with Cook Shack. To be eligible, you must win a grand champion or reserve grand champion. Place in the top 10 overall or win a first in an individual category. Complete the information on the Winner Circle tab on the Cook Shack website. Send a photo of the win and they will throw in a Cook Shack or Fast Eddie's t-shirt or ball cap. Of course, this is subject to the availabilities and the offer only applies to shipping addresses within the continental USA. Submitting photos to Cook Shack is your consent for Cook Shack to use these photos for promotional purposes. Please email photos to r underscore bookout b-o-o-k-o-u-t r underscore bookout at cookshack.com that's r underscore cookshack i'm sorry r underscore bookout at cookshack.com if you have any questions about any cookshack products just give them a call 800-423-0698 that's 800-423-0698 rewarding you for your success again a grand champion or reserve place in the top 10 overall or win a first in an individual category go to the winner tab circle on the cook shack website send a photo of the win and they will go ahead and hook you up with the swag the pellets all that good stuff and remember that submitting the cook shack photo into them is consent for the use of the photos as promotional purposes on the website r underscore book out at cookshack.com or call 800-423-423 0698 and of course the website cookshack.com all right we are back with vince carocci and alexis fairbairn right after this talking about the sam's club regional victory you're listening and watching the barbecue central show right here on the barbecue central networks
Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. 14 past the hour, this portion of the Barbecue Central Show brought to you by the Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour. 31 cities, half a million in cash to be won. Next stop is a local event coming up in two weeks' time. Uh, that will, uh, if you want to find out more about Sam's Club and the barbecue series, check out the results or to register your team to compete, you can visit kcbs.us slash Sam's Tour. All right, my first guests tonight have punched their ticket to the Sam's Club finals this coming October by winning the first regional that took place this weekend in Las Vegas. Here to recap it are the pitmasters of Rhythm and Q, Alexis Fairbairn and Vince Carocci joining me here on the show. Gang, how are we tonight? Hi, Greg. It's Vince here. Alexa hasn't uh, gotten picked up yet. All she's, right. uh, she's ringing in. All right. Uh, fair enough, Vince. Uh, so let me... I guess start with you, and then we can, once Alexa gets on, we can you know start pitching it back and forth. But you know, as I do my due diligence and prep work for the show, I realize that not only are you Grand Champ 2015 at this regional in Las Vegas, but if you look back even at just a year's time at the same place, same locale, you uh, kind of pull off yet another repeat. So how about that, right? That's what I'm doing. Yeah, it, it's absolutely amazing. That, uh, that that happened. Uh, we're just stunned by it, Greg. Got to be honest with you. Uh, Alexa, I know I have you uh, in now, and uh, appreciate you joining me in. here. Yep, great. Um, and I want to get your take as well. Uh, Vince and I were just talking about the fact that not only did you win Grand Championship this past weekend, but uh, you know you're a year removed from also winning it, so you have your own little back-to-back working. Oh man, I, I will tell you, it is. You always have that moment of hesitation when you go back to a contest where you've won before. Because on the one hand, you think, maybe we might have a good shot if they've got the same judging pool. On the other hand, you think it's so hard to repeat in a particular venue. And it's just so, so special when you do it. Uh, we have the pitmasters of Rhythm and Q, uh, Vince Carocci, Alex Fairbairn, uh, I'm sorry, Alexa Fairbairn joining me here on the show. Vince, if, if you could, maybe uh, for the folks that maybe aren't as intimately familiar with the uh, competition game, uh, kind of recap the path to Bentonville this year. Uh, for us, our first contest, we competed in the local event in Tucson. Um, there were five locals in every region, and the, re- the locals in our region, which is Region 4, were Tucson, Arizona, Reno, Nevada, Renton, Washington, Salt Lake City, Utah, and Fort Collins, Colorado. And we qualified in the Tucson Regional. We finished third. Um, our grand champion at our contest was Luton Booty out of Scottsdale. And then our favorite team, we like to say they're from Iowa, Zona. Is Iowa Smoky D's. They were a reserve. Um, on to the to the regional, the top six from Tucson, moved on to the Las Vegas regional. As did the you know six teams from each of the other contests. So we had thirty teams in Las Vegas, all shooting out for the chance to go to Bentonville. And the top ten from the Las Vegas regional uh, were all moving on. 
Uh, Alexa, if you could, you know, when you look back at the Tucson regional, you finished third, great finish, uh, obviously uh, high enough to, to move on to the regional final, which is obviously the goal, and then to move on to the finals, as Vince just talked about in Bentonville here in October. Do you have a... When you're in Arizona, which I believe is kind of like the home base for you guys, uh, when you get out of there, do you make any type of flavor profiles or tweaks in any type of a, of a spice or a flavoring aspect when you get out of there, or do you just keep it the same no matter where you're at? Well, I'll tell you what, it's largely the same, but we do obsessively over the last year keep a record of what we are using where and with what success it was met or not as in some notable instances. And so we will say, we did such and such here. This is what we placed. Were there any other anomalies that took place at that contest? Was there a hot table? Was there a cold table? Do we think that's factored? Then we will just spin around and around and around. And it seems like we spun that wheel a few times last year, but we seem to have settled on a, a particular profile that seems to be working well for now. But you know how that is. There will be something something else, another trend come along, and we'll have to find out what that is, too. Uh, Alexa, you are kind of known as the, uh, forgive me if I don't uh, coin it right, the, the flavor goddess or the mistress of flavor or, you know, whatever. The, oh, the yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, how, how do you come to land on what you think is going to be uh, least offensive and perhaps most pleasing to the judges uh, when you're comparing them to the other teams that show up at a competition? You know, it is all a matter of palate and balance. Honestly, a, a, an entry can be, it can have a lot of character to it as long as all the elements are in balance. You know, and your different elements will be, there will be sweet, there will be savory, there will be salty, there will be uh, some spice, there will be some heat, you know. All of these things play in. And you want to achieve a perfect balanced bite that doesn't have any one element sticking out. We call that an elbow sticking out. And so we try to make sure that we're not poking anybody with anybody, any elbows when we've got our piece of product on the table in front of them. So when you guys are putting together the box, uh, and Vince, let me ask you this, and Alexa, you can jump in after the fact. Do you progressively taste the food as it comes off to, to make any type of tweaks, or are you a team that is strictly, we've done this, we know the program, no need to taste, no need to tweak, we'll just box it up and run it out to the tent? Well, the honest answer, Greg, is that we have done both. Um, I think that it's, it's very common when you compete regularly and you've started to have some success that you do become um, a little bit confident, a little bit comfortable with what you've been doing, you know, there's some consistency there. Um, and also a little bit of, to be honest, a little complacency can, can sink in there and you can drift, you know, maybe you used a, a little bit more of this or a little bit less of that than you're used to. And one of the things that we found is that it was really important to get back to doing exactly what you first described, which is tasting things along the way during that process to make sure that you are giving the, the judges exactly what you want to give them. You know, we, we know where it ought to be, and, you know, that's part of the execution process that goes with competition barbecue. Um, you know, the, the part of the, one of the most important elements is just being able to execute your plan. Um, you can always adjust your plan, 
But whatever your plan is, you've got to be able to execute it to the best of your ability. And if you're not tasting your food, to be honest with you, um, and we have been guilty of doing that, you're, you're really not executing your plan to its fullest extent. Alexi, do you have anything to, to add on top of that? Absolutely. Um, while we do try to be diligent about tasting, you know, having gotten bitten a couple of times when we, when we uh, slacked on that in the past, it's also important to note that there's not a, a whole lot of excessive tasting going on because we just don't cook a lot of food in the first place. We're cooking on WSM. There's a limit on grape space for, for what we're hauling in the minivan. And we cook pretty much exactly what's going to give us to go in the box. If we've got eight pieces of chicken and six are going in the box, I don't know how much tasting is going to make a difference there. <laughs> Right. Well, you got to make sure you got enough product to turn into everybody, right? That's it. Uh, Alexa Fairbairn and Vince Carocci joining me here on the show. Rhythm and Q Pitmasters. Uh, we're going to talk about the win this past weekend. Uh, Vince, as you look back uh, over the win, I guess on the uh, high-level summary of the weekend, anything out of the ordinary that pops up that you and Alexa have to contend with over the weekend? This year it was uh, not nearly as challenging from a weather standpoint as it was in 2014, where it was so windy that the uh, the event, they couldn't even allow us because of liability issues to put up canopies. So a lot of people were um, either directly outside without cover, or as many of us did, we went out and we just picked up a truck, a box truck, and set up our tables inside of it and, you know, cookers outside. That That's a pretty common thing um, to do. The, the weather was it was a little breezy. It wasn't bad. So I think from that standpoint, no, the, the only real challenge, and I, and I really respect the fact that the organizers took this particular step. They decided that they wanted to do the judging inside the club instead of outside because there was a, a forecast for enough wind that, you know, if, if the, the judges tent got away from them, that would have been a really bad thing. So if there was anything challenging about this particular event, it was the fact that everybody had to not only, you know, walk their boxes to, to the front of the club, but we had to go pretty deep inside to where they had set up an area that was secluded for the, the, the certified judges to be. But uh, Michael McDearman and a representative from the store were right at the front door to make sure everyone could get through. Um, they really did everything that they could to make, make it so that our food you know, in our meaning all the teams, that, that that was the deciding factor instead of it being a weather issue or something else. So, you know, a, a lot of uh, respect and thanks to them for, for making that decision to, to take it inside. Alexa, on the individual categories as you start progressing through, uh, how are you finding uh, the product that you're turning in? Are you, you know, happy? Are you satisfied? Are you a little disappointed? How does it go from one to the next? Ooh, you know how it is at every contest, you will, you know, people will ask you after the turn-ins are complete, how did you feel about your food today? What did you think about each of your categories? And you'll have some that was, you, you, you think you, you feel really strongly about it. You think it's got legs, it's going to go somewhere. And you've got other ones that you really, really worry about. And I swear to you, it's as if there's some cosmic force that flip-flops that expectation and something completely different happens once it, once it gets into the judging area. 
you know, as I said, we had pretty much exactly the amount of chicken we needed. We went in, we tasted it af- afterwards, one of the pieces that stayed back at the, at the site. And we said, yeah, that's, that's what it should be. Ribs we looked at and said, hmm, those might go somewhere. We were, we were pretty happy with them. The pork I had qualms about. I kind of looked at that and said, ah, but, you know, in it goes. The brisket, my Lord, it was one of those briskets where you really wanted it to achieve just because it was a fantastic thing on its own. I, I sat around in a daze of brisket flow for the rest of the afternoon. That was fabulous brisket. And yet when, you know, the, the awards were called off, the chicken, which was good workmanlike chicken, that was first place chicken. The ribs were nowhere to be heard. We missed in that category in the top 10 completely. The pork that I had concerns about did a good solid workmanlike job at fourth. And the brisket, which, you know, would have been my pick of the day, again, good solid workmanlike job at fourth, but it didn't, you know, apparently ring bells or set skyrockets off for, for anybody at the table. It just did what it was supposed to do. When you look at it all said and done, Rhythm and Q walks away on top, uh, almost to 703, just a little bit shy of that. Uh, Big Papa Smokers, 700 and a half, maybe a little bit more uh, when you add in the 100. So, you know, 700 club, uh, actually a little bit additional than that. So that's got to feel pretty good uh, getting out with plus 700. It was our first, and it was also a big thrill to, uh, to not only break through that barrier, but also to do it in such a, such a strong field. I mean, there, there was a lot of talent at this contest. And, you know, we, we, we really looked at that as we were, you know, making our plan last week to go into it, just looking at, at all of the great teams that were going to be here, many of whom we know and have competed against on a number of occasions, and, and knowing that so many of them, um, all they needed to have was a, was a good day. I mean, we knew the winner was going to have to have a good day but that so many teams were capable of having that day. Um, to, to have that kind of a score, Greg, um, in that field, that, that, it's, it's, a real, it's a real honor. And, and you know, we, we really appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, you got a couple American Royal winners. You got a uh, Jack Daniels winner behind you there as well. And uh, GQ, fifth overall, obviously, you know, well-known uh, competitor as well. So, I mean, as you said, you just go up and down the list, and these aren't – you know, just guys coming off the street there made their way into the regional. And then, of course, uh, those top 10 are going to be moving on to Bentonville. You know, when you look to that, Alexa, you know, now you have that gap. I was talking in previous shows for this particular region, uh, specifically where maybe you had only a week or two where you would turn around and you would be into the regional. And this is the first one that happens. And people were like, yeah, you know, we like it, the fact that the local and the regionals are so packed together. Uh, instead of having some of the other regionals where maybe you're competing in February or March and then you got to wait all the way till the end of the summer before you even get into your regional. Uh, how are you guys going to be, you know, staying sharp, if you will, uh, in between, you know, now and October when the regional or the uh, the national final actually comes down? Well, I'll tell you, that's that's always been a thing for this region. This region is always the first regional to go off because it's going to be surface of the sun here in, in not too much longer. And they like to get it, you know, out of the way. Um, and then it is a long haul until the finals. And we just have to, you know, try and compete every few weeks 
and not get rusty in between times. You know, we're always looking for, you know, every week that we go out, we're looking for one thing that we can button down a little tighter, one thing that we can, you know, develop our products with. And we just try to keep on top of it until we get to that to that last month into the into the national final. Because I'm going to diverge in a terrible segue, and I apologize, but one of the things that I'm always kind of fascinated about with the teams that, you know, and you guys have been doing it for a long time, you've seen a lot of success over the years, is the emergence and the popularity of competition barbecue schools. Uh, is that something that you guys do? And uh, if not, is that something that you guys look into doing at some point? It is something that we've done in the past. We actually did a class in Northern California in 2012, and it's the only class that we've ever done in our, we're going into our ninth competition season. But we have actually just finalized the details to do a full two-day competition class, and that's going to take place um, coming up this August. It's going to be the weekend of August 22nd. And we're excited about that. We were just, like I said, nailing down the, the details. Um, and we're going to have some fun, hopefully give some people an opportunity to see exactly what we do, how we do it. We're going to run it as if we're cooking a competition. And we're going to uh, let them see every single step of the way. And, and we're excited about it. It's going to, and uh, the venue is going to be, up in uh, Henderson, Nevada, just outside of Las Vegas. Uh, Alexa, as a uh, so, as someone who puts in so much time into kind of separating the team's flavor profiles from all the other great teams out there, is there any trepidation of kind of hang out there and and then having somebody potentially turning right around the following weekend and beating you guys? No, not really. Although not really? There, is, there is a there is a story about turning around the next weekend, which I'll <laughs> which I'll get to in just a moment. But the thing is, it is so very very difficult, even when you are trying to convey every detail. There is such a massive quantity of material. It's very hard for someone to turn right around and put it to use again, adapt it to their cookers, adapt it to their processes, and you know. Send, send it out on out and get it get it perfectly, even when you are trying so hard to get that right. Now, I will say that after our first class, there was one uh, attendee at that class, Chuck Condres from uh, Bowling Over Pigs, who literally it was a one day Saturday class. Early Saturday morning, he had dropped off his competition trailer at a venue for a local contest, which was going to be a Saturday Sunday contest. Attended the class all day Saturday left from the class venue, went straight to the contest, put what he had learned to good use, and turned in a grand championship the next day. <laughs> there you go. Proof now positive that, that it works. That is someone who absolutely <laughs> put it to good use. And then the following week, Brian Moriarty of Left Hand Smoke did, you know, got his first GC of that particular season, not his first GC ever, certainly, but uh, he had he had written shortly afterwards that, you know, he had what he had learned in his back pocket and got to put some of it to use. So, but the thing is, since we do have our own unique flavors, I have no problems letting somebody taste our food. They're going to taste how it's different from, from what they might find in other camps. It's going to be real hard on on you know the basis of just tasting to go back and recreate that. 
We are talking with the pitmasters of Rhythm and Q, uh, Vince Carocci and Alexa Fairbairn. They just won the regional final going to Bentonville in October. Uh, Alexa, Vince, always appreciate the time. Congratulations again on the win. Continued success, and I'm sure we'll talk soon. Thanks so very much. All right, guys. Thanks for having us on, Greg. We you really appreciate it. it. There they are, folks. Uh, Alexa Fairbairn and Vince Carocci, Rhythm and Q. And watch out now. They have, I believe, made it down to the finals of Bentonville now four times in a row. And this is their back-to-back regional final win that they also won last year in Las Vegas. So congratulations to Alexa and Vince. Watch for them in October. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about Suckle Busters, award-winning barbecue rub, sauces, chili kits, Texas gunpowder. Preferred by competition barbecue cooks. Texas-based, 100% made in the USA. Products have won hundreds of industry awards, including two first places at the American Royal. The Sauce Contest. And you can find new Suckle Busters Honey Barbecue Glaze and Finishing Sauce based on Suckle Busters' award-winning Honey Barbecue Sauce. This is a thin barbecue glaze and finishing sauce made especially for competition ribs and chicken. Super sweet. Not too spicy. It's super red because they use a special American paprika for the bright red color. Here's what you do. You get the barbecue glaze. You brush it on. The last five to ten minutes of cooking, it leaves a glossy red sheen on the meat and an extra layer of sweet flavor. Take your competition ribs and chicken to, as they say, a whole nother level. That's right, a whole nother level of the game. Available at barbecue stores or online, sucklebusters.com. If you want a free giveaway, a free bottle of the Honey Barbecue Glaze and Finishing Sauce, just email me right now in the subject line. Put Rhythm and Q. Rhythm and Q. You get the free bottle of Suckle, Suckle Busters Honey Barbecue Glaze and Finishing Sauce. Again, email me right now in the subject line. Put Rhythm and Q, and you can win a bottle of this. You can get your own at SuckleBusters.com. You can call 972-393-9509, and you can email sales at SuckleBusters.com. See why SuckleBusters busts with flavor and why this particular sauce is helping you take it to a whole nother level. Thanks to Dan Arnold and the gang over there at Sucklebusters. Uh, we will return with one Matt Barber of Hot Wachulas right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills. That's right. Manufacturers of some of the best pellet cookers on the market today. If you've been looking for a big cooker to house a ton of food, they got one for you. I got it. The Jim Boot. If you're looking for like a medium-sized cooker, I got you covered there too. Maybe something to take on those tailgates football season. Be here before you know it. Yeah, they got you covered there too. They can also supply you with very well-respected pellets to fire those cookers. Check them out at GreenMountainGrills.com. I love mine. 
You could love yours as well. Hook them up, GreenMountainGrills.com. All right, gang. If I've told you this year that if you were in competition barbecue, that your team would be notching their 10th grand championship since October 26th of last year, eight so far this calendar year, then you would be exactly my next guest. He has already been on a few times this year. And when you're winning, you have the opportunity to get on the show. But when you're winning all the time, you have even more opportunity to get on the show. So let's race over to the hotline. And welcome back to Pitmaster of Hot Wachulas, Matt Barber, joining me here on the show. Uh, Matt, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. How are you? How are you? Uh, doing absolutely fabulous, Matt. Appreciate you. Uh, making time, as I say, yet again for the show. But look, I mean, when you are uh, on a, I don't even know if you call it a roll anymore, or if you're just cooking the way you're cooking right now, uh, you're going to show up on these type of shows. And, uh, man, you're having a time of it right now. Yeah, it's been, uh, it was, it's, it's bizarre. It's, uh, it's like every, everything I'm throwing up and going in the net, uh, and I'm not complaining a bit. <laughs> you know, it's been a crazy ride, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine. And I, I guess the other thing that I find most impressive, I mean, certainly the sheer number of victories and, and even the ones you aren't winning a hold from two, you're getting reserve grand championship in, is the fact that you are uh, going through different sanctioning bodies. So, uh, you know, if people wanted to cast a sick, well, he's only doing it in KCBS, or he's only doing in the Florida Barbecue Association, and, and people want to start to pick nits that way. Well, it's not even the case for you. You're winning in Florida Barbecue Association uh, in a sizable fashion, especially for Team of the Year type situation. But uh, when you have opportunity and it's close and you want to, you know, try your hand at a KCBS, you're winning there as well. So, uh, this is, I guess, in my estimation, what's even more impressive is the fact that you can do it through different sanctioning bodies. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate that. You know, it's a, it's a, you know, I'm not changing any, anything. So, you know, and actually, I was listening to to, to earlier, you know, what the what Rhythm and Q were saying about a, a balance of flavor, and and that really is the key. I mean, you can't have any any part of your profile over overpower anything else. You know, you, you want to be able to taste the sauce, the rub, the meat. Uh, you know, everything has to be equal, equal and balanced. And it's, uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't changed a thing. You know, if I'm cooking in Alabama, Georgia, Carolina, Florida, um, you know, I've been using the same, the same profile. This past weekend uh, in Calhoun, Georgia, was a Kansas City Barbecue Society event. Uh, when you look at the, the overall finish, obviously you take a grand championship, but you know even in the finish of individual categories, the second in chicken, fourth in ribs, the third in pork butt, brisket fell a little bit, you had uh, 12th overall, but still just outside the top 10, so not too detrimental, obviously. Um, you know, how did you feel about those individual categories, and you know, was there, did, did brisket uh, trick you? Did you think you had a better brisket than the, than the judges thought? You know, I thought I had a worse brisket than the judges thought. I thought it was gonna, uh, I thought it was gonna kill me. Uh, you know, I brought a new smoker. Uh, it was actually we, we put a pellet hopper on one of my killer smokers, and uh, so we brought that. And uh, it, it, I guess I didn't have. You know, anytime it was the first time I ever even lit a fire in it, so you know, I didn't have my my tents right. And my brisket didn't get, I didn't pull my brisket off until it was after 10 o'clock. 
and you know, usually it's off by like eight, eight in the morning. So my timing was off and I was rushed and my, you know, and it, you know, when I tasted it, when I was slicing it to put it in the box, I'm like, crap, you know, and, you know, sometimes it's tough to tell because you, you know, in the heat of battle, you know, I tend to get cotton mouth pretty severely. <laughs> so it's usually take a bite, chew it up and spit it out. Um, I'm like, man, it just didn't taste like it had any flavor at all. And, uh, you know, my burn ends weren't quite as, as uh, tender as I would have liked them to be. I mean, they looked great. The box looked great. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought brisket was my weakest, but I, I definitely thought I'd get, get lower than a 12. When you get into the overall portion of, it and they start calling out the names and, uh, you get into, you know, fourth place, third place, uh, you don't hear your name. Obviously, you know, you're, you know, pretty high up there. Uh, you don't know where the brisket kind of landed. And as you said, maybe the, the guts telling you it was a little worse than it actually is. Are, are you giving thought that you are ready to, to, to strangle hold your, Next grand championship, or do you think do you figure the brisket is has just put you out of it? You know, it's uh, you know Bainbridge chicken cost me grand. I, I ended up with like fiftieth place chicken, uh, <laughs> and I was the only one with three calls. And uh, and there was another contest. Well, like the the week before, uh, Robbie Royal and Dope, and he he was the only one with three calls, and he had like a you know, 30 something place chicken that took them completely out of the top 10. So it's, you just never know, you know, everybody, you know, everybody was there. It's like, dude, you got it. I'm like, I'm not shaking nobody's hand till I hear my name called. <laughs> Cause there's, there's no telling, you know, I've, I've been there. Uh, you know, there was one contest in Winter Haven a few years ago where I was the only one with three calls and I got a 47th place for rib and ended up 22nd overall. So you never know, and, and I never, I never count my eggs till, till I hear my name called. Matt Barber, pitmaster of Hot Wachula, is joining me here on the show. Hotwachulas dot com, the website, if you want to check it out here while we're talking. You know, Matt, I, I was talking uh, a little bit earlier. You've had ten ships since October of last year. You've had eight in this calendar year. You also have a reserve grant to your credit as well. With so many wins in this calendar year, and you've been able to string a few together here in a row, uh, the last uh, you know over this year as well, does it get to a point where you're like, yeah, you know, I'd like to, I want to win another one in a row, I want another one in a row, but then all of a sudden you're like, can I win another one in a row? And do you start to almost like recycle yourself out in a reverse fashion at all? Um, I probably do that a little bit. You know, I, I definitely don't go in thinking I'm going to win. Uh, I go in wanting to win very badly, but I don't go in thinking that I'm going to win. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, they're, you know, they've been filming the pit war show that the last three contests I've been at, you know, they've asked me, you know, you know, who, who, who am I competing against or who am I trying to beat? And, you know, my, my goal is, is to do the best that I can. Uh, and hopefully it's better than what, what the other people are doing. But, uh, you know, as long as I'm happy with what I turned in, you know, I can't really complain about where I finish up. But uh, I always go in go in with, with hopes of winning it, but I never go in thinking that I will, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Matt Barber joining us here on the show. Matt, you have, in re- as we start to pick apart sanctioning bodies, FBA has 
no garnish. There is garnish in KCBS. Obviously, it's not hindering you in your end results and scores. Do you like the naked box better, or do you like the frame style that a, a garnish lends to a box? You know, both of them have their have their pluses. Uh, I mean, I really like the hour in between turn and times for the FBA. Uh, for a, for a one man team, those are those are a blessing. I mean, it's it's uh, it's great. I mean, the uh, the the downside to a no garnish box is you, you're putting a ton of meat in that box. Uh, you know, I'm turning in an 18 pound brisket, and I might have four burn ends left. And that's it. There's there's no brisket sandwich on Sunday, uh, you know. And you're cooking 24 thighs, you know. You're cooking, you know, four slabs of ribs, at least. So it's, you know, that's the tough part. I mean, I still cook the same amount for for a case of because I want all my, I want my brines to have the same ratio of, of pieces to brine, and you know, my smoker to have the same heat flow and smoke pattern in it. But it is great to pick out the six best thighs instead of you know nine plus chopping up six of them for the bottom of the box. So it's uh, you know I like the presentation, the ease of the presentation of the KCBS a lot. Uh, but I love that hour turn-in time. Let me ask you the question of the year, especially for one Matt Barber. Given the fact that you win in the FBA without garnish and you win in the KCBS with Garnish, would you ever consider doing a KCBS event without Garnish? Because as we all know, it is not mandatory to have Garnish in the box, and judges would never dock you for not using Garnish in a KCBS contest. I mean, would you ever consider doing that? Um, you know, there's there's been a lot of FBA teams that have talked about doing it, you know, some have said they've done it. Uh, nobody believes anybody when they say they do, but uh, it's been talked about. I don't know if I if I would uh, if I would risk it uh, anytime soon. But I I think it's worth a shot. Uh, you know, I'm not sure where I would try it, but. Uh, it would be worth a shot. I mean, so the bottom line is this. If somebody opens up your box and you don't have garnish in it in the KCBS contest, your thought is that it's probably going to, whether they visibly shake in utter fear or surprise that there's no garnish in there, that they could knock you down because of that, even though they shouldn't. I I think so. I, I think it would be, you know, for, appearance affects everything. Uh you know, and if it if it looks different, you know they're going to automatically think it's going to taste different. And uh, you know, but I think I mean I I, I wouldn't be afraid to try it at, at a contest. I'm just not sure, you know how how high up I can get in case of BS before I'd be willing to give it a shot. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't want it to cost me you know, you know something big at this point, but uh. It would be worth a shot just to see, or or do two with and two without. Matt Barber, Pitmaster Hot Wachulas, joining me here on the show, hotwachulas.com. Matt, let me ask you a question. You have a cooking school going on, uh, which I believe the, the first session is sold out the May 30th and 31st, but then you also have another 
one in July 18th and 19th. Uh, it's $600 a person. But look, Matt, I mean, I don't know nothing. Deal. I don't know nothing from nothing, but I am a business man. I mean, aren't you leaving a good chunk of cake on the table given where you're at right now in the last couple of seasons? I mean, you could be commanding $850 a person, couldn't you? Yeah, probably. Uh, you know, but, it, you know, when I announced the date of the class and uh, sent the flyer out, it was, uh, I think, the beginning of February. It might have been right after uh, Winter Haven, right after my first grand champion of, of this 2015 year. Uh, if I'd known then what I know now, you know, I might would have uh, adjusted some things about it. But, uh, you know, since I already had it, had it out there at, the, at that price i just decided to keep it there for those two and and uh just let it ride start to uh roll out more classes in august and september that's right yeah cheap <laughs> bargain price of sixteen hundred dollars a person and uh you know you can chip me off ten percent for the uh for the advice uh matt where are you going to be competing at or uh, potentially winning at next I'll be, I've got this weekend off. I'm actually, I'm going up to D.C. for my, my niece is getting married up there. Um, and then when I get back, I'll be in Rome, Georgia, uh, for another case. All right. Uh, Rome, Georgia will be Matt's next appearance on the competition circuit. So I'll look for him out there. Matt Barber is the pit master of Hot Wachula's barbecue competition cooking team. Uh, Matt, always appreciate the time and continued success, man. You are lighting it up. Hey, Matt, thanks for having, having me on, and thanks for all the mojo, man. You got it. There he is, Matt Barber. See, he knows. He ain't he ain't no dummy. He knows you come on this show, and you win eight grand championships over the course of the 2015 season and 10 since uh, October of last year. Congratulations to him. Dude, if he continues this pace, this could be one of the all-time all-time seasons we have seen ever across any sanctioning bot. And again, he's doing it through different sanctioning bots. It's not just one. I mean, TrueBud had a exceptional year a couple years ago. They had like 12 or 13 or 14 grand championships or whatever, but just KCBS, Matt's doing both. That is very impressive. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the longest-running sponsor of the show located in Warminster, Pennsylvania, the Barbecue Guru Gang. If you have been thinking about automatic pit temperature control technology, stop here. This is the company that started it all. They are the creators of this technology. Why are you going to buy it from any other company? I don't know. Don't do it. Go to Barbecue Guru. Not familiar with how these little beauties operate? I'm not going to delve into the minutia, but imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature and once set, Keeps it running at that set temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's enough. This is real life. You can take advantage of this technology today. Now, maybe you are a busy working professional like me, or perhaps you are constantly on the run with kids. You're doing errands. Quite frankly, you just don't have the time, the patience, or the need to set around and tend to temperatures. I get it. Barbecue Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a brisket or a couple slabs of ribs, and then you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done, and the Guru maintains that barbecue temperature you set it at. number of different models to choose from. CyberQ Wi-Fi, tearing up the competition and barbecue scene right now. If you have a Wi-Fi connection, if you don't, it generates its own. You can log on to it through your smart devices, through the netbooks, through the tablets, all that stuff, or... 
Maybe you just want a little cruise control for that pit. Party Q has you covered at 149 bucks. Easiest point of entry in the pit temperature control device. Magicness. Self-contained package. Runs on AA batteries. Goes from cooker to cooker to cooker. You're going to love it. And if you're in the market for a cooker, Onyx Oven. That's right. Winning on the competition circuit as well as in backyards all over the country for years now. Fully insulated. Holds a ton of meat. Accommodates the half and full pans for food service. Working seamlessly with any of the Guru temperature control devices. So do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com. Check out their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them 800-288-GURU. They'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU. Or visit thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a barbecue breakthrough in technology or a breakthrough in barbecue technology i should say the bbqguru.com or 800-288-GURU we are back to wrap the first hour right after this stick around we'll be right back Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome back, 216-220-0966. You can also email greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Thanks again to Matt Barber from Hot Wachulas joining me on the show. Matt, do you know Dan from Wachula? No, Dan? That was an uncomfortable phone call a couple weeks ago. I want to uh, apologize... To my main man, my horse racing expert, Harry DeHorse, for not getting him up tonight. I had some makeups that I needed to do from last week's miss, so I apologize. And, uh, yeah. We will try and get Harry in after. And I apologize because, of course, the Kentucky Derby is going to be on this weekend. So if you are a horse race fan, as I am, I'm not going to give you any real good betting news like I usually do, or at least I usually try to, so I apologize for that. But please stick around, and for the Preakness and for the run-up to the Bullring, make sure that we have you out. I mean, really, it doesn't even matter for the uh, Kentucky Derby because we need a winner first that we can place our hopes and dreams on for winning a Triple Crown. Please make it this year. Last year, so close, but once again, falling short as the same old song and dance arguments continue. The races are too close together. They're bringing in ringers that just run the distance. 85% of the horses didn't run in the last race. Well, in order to have a triple crown winner, you got to win three in a row. Right? Right. I think this year is going to be it. Maybe I can... Get in touch with Harry DeHorse and uh, after the show, make a blog post on my website about who you should get down on. If you have some credits, 
that you're looking to increase or you have some discretionary credits that you can throw out there on the wagers circuit I'll try and help you. I may post it on the Facebook, too. You can follow me on the Facebook. Slash Greg.Rempe, G-R-E-G-R-E-M-P-E, Greg.Rempe. And uh, check out for my betting tips. Because, again, it's Kentucky Derby this coming weekend. It doesn't get any better than that. It's one of the most exciting two minutes, the most exciting two minutes in sports. It's going to be a lot more exciting than the Cavs next round, I can tell you that. Kelly Olinick, you are a marked man. You will have retribution paid to you from the Cleveland contingent, the likes, the likes you have never seen. What are the odds that the Cavs win the championship now after the incredibly sad news that he is out for the playoffs indefinitely? I'm not happy about that. J.R. Smith for two games. I'm okay with that. Kendrick Perkins, big fine for laying some chump out. I'm all right with that. Not so much with the Kevin Love. I don't like that. That was a dirty play, man. If you haven't seen it, just Google or YouTube Kevin Love shoulder and watch that dude MMA his shoulder right out. Dislocated it. Dude ran right out. I'm out of here. All right. Uh, we're back to reload for the second hour. Uh, you're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. This is Chad Hayden with Moonshiner's Barbecue, the 19th annual Jack Daniels World Barbecue Champion, and this is Barbecue Central. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what, what, what seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the... In the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? He ate 54 wieners. Oh, listen, Laverne, you shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working right now. Ooh, top men. All right, welcome back, everybody. This is the second hour. You have found Barbecue Central show. This is the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. The barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your host, by the way, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard. If you want to jump in tonight, 216 216- Two two zero zero nine six six. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. If you missed the first hour, you missed plenty. Where were you? Missed you. Go back and get the replay. The audio replay will be up just a t- 
tick before midnight tonight, as it always is. You missed Matt Barber talking about winning his 748th competition this year. Just kidding. And you also missed Vince Carocci and Alexa Fairbairn from Rhythm and Q talking about their regional final win at this past weekend's regional final Sam's Club competition in Las Vegas, Nevada. They will move on to Bentonville, Arkansas. And I believe that is 10-10, if I'm not mistaken. So congratulations to them. Still to come on the show tonight, Lon Mitchell will recount his time uh, during the Sam's Club series this year. Also, Ronnie Lotz from Cigars and Stripes will be on as well. As I just mentioned, folks, the 2015 Sam's Club Barbecue Series rolled into Las Vegas, Nevada this past weekend. This was the first regional final of the 2015 series, sending the top 10 teams to the finals that will take place in Bentonville, Arkansas, September 10th. The teams moving on are the folks that we had on in the first interview segment of 914. Rhythm and Q at a 702.8. Actually, uh, it's 5100, so we can just round it up to a 702.9, baby. Yeah! Reserve Grand Champ, sponsor of this show, and my favorite Sterling, Big Papa Smokers and Sterling Ball at a 700. Or, since we're rounding, 701. Uh, Darren Worth, Iowa Smokey D's, third place, moving on. Big B's, Down and Dirty, was fourth. Hey, look at this guy. My man from the Mile High GQ barbecue team, Jason Ganahl, will be moving on to the finals. Grills Gone Wild Iowa R and R Barbecue Seventh Steel City Barbecue Eighth Smoky Love Barbecue, and rounding out the top ten Knife Pork and Spoon, and you're looking at a 702.8 to win it. Tenth place 683. So uh, again, another sizable gap of almost 19 points, going from first until second. I'm sorry, going from first to tenth. People in the chat room watching Kevin Love get his arm ripped out of his socket. I mean, it's it's really one of the... I, I don't remember Kermit Washington punching some dude out. Or was that Rudy Tomjanovich that he uh, Tomjanovich that he punched out back in the day? I don't remember that. But you you see his other hand leave whatever it was doing, go on Kevin Love's arm, and then just pull and turn at the same time. I mean, come on. What's he doing? He tore his labrum out, for crying out loud. I know what torn labrum's all about. You don't want that. You don't want it. So congratulations to the top ten moving on to Bentonville, out of uh, the Las Vegas Regional this past weekend. The next Sam's Club event will be uh, this coming weekend, May 9th. I'm sorry, that's not this coming weekend. In two weeks' time, uh, May 9th, in Overland Park, Kansas. This is a local qualifier, uh, so good luck to all those competing in Overland Park. I agree with Dave. Uh, MMA, not NBA, although it looked like an MMA move. The way he twisted and pulled down. Crazy stuff going on here. Blake Moody weighing in. Glad to have you back, Rampy. Last week there was no Whiskey Bed Barbecue or Barbecue Central Show. I had to talk to my wife all night. No! <laughs> I mean, so it was like 50% not normal because I don't think Chad's had a live show in like four months. 
Just kidding. Can somebody tell me? I I've tried and tried to just stay away from this particular topic, rant, burn, smoke, whatever you want to call it. But it's a word that continues to gain steam for no apparent reason. And quite frankly, I have had enough of it. That, That, of course, being the word, the word, melty. Melty? Melty. M-E-L-T-E-E or E-L-T-Y? Melty? I don't even know how to spell melty. You know why? Because it's not a word. Melty is not a word. Shitty is a word. Melty is not a word. However, advertising agencies, people who think they're cooks, people who want to catch your attention, Use the word melty in every possible form and fashion. I'm going to sit here and educate you really quick. Melty is not something that happens. If you put cheese on something, the idea is to melt cheese. Or if it's currently in the process of getting from one stage to the next, it's melting And if it's done melting, it is then transitioned from the active state of melting to melted. There is no point in between melting and melted for melty. Melty does not work. Melty is not a good word. No man is going to sit there and say, I had a melty cheese sandwich. How do you tell if you're a man? You take both hands, you put them right down here, you know, where your privates are, and you squeeze really hard. And if it hurts, then you are a man. And you would never say melty. Ooh, try the new Taco Bell burrito with melty cheese. What? With melted cheese. Dave Bosca lights a fluffy, melty cheese sandwich. <laughs> no! <laughs> With a side of cab beef, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Please do me a favor. Do yourself, your family, your neighbors, any if you love humans in general. No offense to the people in Baltimore. If you love humans in general, you will stop saying the word melty because it's just wrong. There's no active state of, of melty that doesn't describe melting because that's a word, melting. It doesn't describe what's happened after it's melted. Melted, that's your, you go from melting to melted, and that's it. Not melty. It's a hot, gooey cheese. That's a good way of describing something, a gooey cheese. Kind of gives you that mental picture of stringy and gooey, but it's been melted So stop saying it uh, to all the publishers and to all the promo houses and to all the people that write tricky little copy for people to say on the radio. 
And all the book writers out there just don't say, ooh, it's all sticky, melty goodness. I mean, it's either active, you're either going to melt, you are melting, or it's melted. That's it. Stop with the melty. Stop it. Get that big stuff out of here. Kinger's brain is melty right now. Oh, no. I heard that, sweet bro. All right, folks. uh, According to the latest KCBS top five team of the year standings, Clark Crew. Wait, is that right? Hold on a damn minute. Clark Crew Barbecue. American Dream Barbecue Team. Checkered Pig. Iowa Smokey D's. Kewen, Stewen, and Bruin are currently your top five. And I didn't check to see if it was updated, but I can't imagine anything's changed. Hot Wachulas, Sweet Smoke Q, Blitz Creek Barbecue, Swamp Boys Barbecue, and Big Papa's Country Kitchen, one through five in uh, one through five, one through five in the Florida Barbecue Association. Congratulations. That's right. Uh, here's Dave Boskin. My sixth grade teacher of Our Lady of Fatima would have loved for this to be said. Our knuckles would have been bleeding. Don't you mean you would have had bleedy knuckles? Bleedy. As luck would have it, I'm going to sit here and tell you about Butcher's Barbecue right now. That's right. You go to butcherbbq.com and order up everything on the menu. To include grilling oils. Yes, I love grilling oils. Bad news, I used all my grilling oils. No. Yeah, I did. I'm going to be ordering more grilling oil. Yeah. Uh, we all know Butcher's Barbecue, well known for the grilling oils, the injections, the rubs, the sauces, bird boosters, injection needles if you need them. For the injections, not heroin, unless you're just dying to overdose because they're a big gauge. You go to and buy them because they're all for sale on ButcherBBQ.com. If you're looking for a go-to sauce, because I've also just recently opened a bottle of my favorite go-to sauce, the sweet barbecue sauce that Dave's make. He's used it on television shows he's appeared on. He uses it in competition so this isn't something that Dave makes and puts out for the general public. This is something he actually uses, and he uses the stuff that he makes, right? Absolutely. So you go to ButcherBBQ.com. You order up the sweet, because when it comes to sauce, I think we can all agree over the course of time of this show, I'm as picky as at gifts. Butcher sauce wins in every category for me. It's not too sweet. It's got a little bit of a tang on the tongue. It's got some back-end heat to it. And what I appreciate and adore the most is the fact that there's no liquid smoke. Can't stand that stuff. Uh, nine out of ten bobbles, uh, bobbles or bottles, you can at least smell the liquid smoke. Seven or eight out of ten of those, that liquid smoke doesn't cook off. It's so ingrained into the profile of that sauce, you can't get away from it. It pretty much makes me want to vomit. I don't want to vomit when I eat Dave's sauce. And actually, I really like on top of it. Don't worry about breaking the bank when it comes to shipping either. Items totaling up to 55 bucks ship at $8.50. Uh, Between 55 and 200 ship at $9.75. Anything over 200 ships for free. So here's what you do. You head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. You stock up on all the products. And again, that's ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. 
We are back with Lon Mitchell from Joe Bob's Barbecue right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right. Little moonshine bandits. You know, YouTube says that I don't have the right to use this music. That's Bull Pippy. I had big text on my show. He told me I'm allowed to use this music, YouTube. What do you know? This portion of the Barbecue Central Show brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information. You can purchase there as well. You can also visit Amazon.com if you uh, feel more comfortable purchasing from a large a distributor. That is cookingpellets.com. Thanks to Chris Becker and the folks over there. Uh, my first guest in the second hour graciously reloaded from the off week last Tuesday. Took GC at the Sam's Local in Fort Collins two weeks ago and then went on to the regional final this past weekend in Vegas. Here to recap the past two weeks of competition is the pitmaster of Joe Bob's barbecue team. First timer to the show. Please help me welcome Lon Mitchell into the barbecue central show. Lon, how are you, buddy? Great. How are you doing? Doing absolutely fabulous, Lon. Appreciate you uh, making time for the show tonight. I know we caught you out there in the great city slash state of uh, Mesquite, Nevada. I believe it is, right? Yep, I'm getting ready for the uh, um, uh, smoking in Mesquite uh, barbecue competition this weekend. Is there an overabundance of Mesquite wood in Mesquite, Nevada? No, I haven't located it yet. <laughs> None, uh, oddly enough. I think that's only in Texas, really, but I uh, figure, yeah. why not give it a stab? Mesquite, Nevada, there's got to be some mesquite wood out there, but evidently not. Uh, Lon Mitchell from Joe Bob's Barbecue joining me here on the show. Uh, Lon, if I could, before we get into uh, the past couple weeks of Sam's Club uh, tomfoolery and hijinks, uh, maybe a little background about yourself, uh, how you got into barbecue, maybe it's something you grew up around, and, and then when you decided to make the leap into the competition side of things. I didn't really grow up around it. Uh, we did lots of outdoor cooking, and it wasn't until I happened to uh, eat a brisket sandwich a few years ago and cooked by a Texas vending deal at a bluegrass festival. I thought, oh, my gosh, that is so good. i got to learn how this is done. And that's what gets and you so, into it, right? Yeah. Yeah, once you've had that flavor. And so we started uh, working hard on uh learning how to do it and everything else. And then it was, uh, well, we'd invite friends over like everybody does. And as long as you're feeding a free barbecue, they're more than excited. And then it starts to get to the point, well, how do I rank with the big boys? And this was actually before Pitmasters really got uh, going, but there had been some shows on TV about competition barbecue. So we went uh, up to um, Warland, Wyoming. They had a, uh, uh, CBJ class, Certified Barbecue Judge class there. Now, I'm going to go up there and uh, see what them judges are wanting, what I have to do. And came a CBJ, and I didn't compete until the following year in Laramie, Wyoming, and uh, we got a call in sauce 
and the rest of my meets wasn't very far out of getting a call, and I was hooked. And it's just been that was seven years ago, so it's been seventy-five contests ago. Lon, <laughs> uh, let me ask you something. You know, you, you did something, or at least you mentioned something that I think is very smart, and I, and I want to maybe have you expand on this a little bit. You know, even if you're somebody that's only going to be cooking, you know, a couple, two, three, four, ten times during the course of a year, depending on where you're at. Because, you know, a guy like me, I don't really have any competitions in the general Cleveland, Ohio area. I got to go to Buffalo or I got to go to Cincinnati or I got to go to Southern Ohio, all hours away from me, not anything close. But if I wanted to do it, it seems like the thing that I would want to do first, even maybe before taking these competition cooking classes, is to do what you did take a CBJ class, see what the judges are kind of looking for in in what's winning flavor profile-wise. you think that really is something that if you haven't done it and you're a team that's either just started or has been around for a little while, it's something you need to do and make that effort? I really think so. From uh, what I've heard from some of the judges, some of the things that they get turned into them from beginning teams uh, is kind of – it's funny with all the uh, media connections out there uh, – being able to watch YouTube and uh, Pit Masters and everything else, it's funny that uh, some of the boxes that they say claim they get is coming in with all everything that's out there. But uh, you know, taking a class, it uh, gets you prepared. Uh, you you, you kind of know what uh, that territory you're walking into. Do you feel that when you're getting that CBJ training, that uh, they are doing their best to try and make you as unbiased as possible when you're evaluating uh, the meat, the sauce, the taste, the texture, the tenderness, all that stuff? Uh, yeah. Uh, there, uh, a, a person uh, or one of my friends once told me or that, uh, oh, so so-and-so is giving a class, so he's going to teach everybody uh, to judge barbecue on the flavor profile he's after. Well, that kind of weighs in a little bit, but uh, the more uh, I, I think they needed to, uh, a re-up on the class once they became certified and uh, judged 10 competitions. I, I, I think they need to go back and uh, take the class again from a, another uh, rep that's putting on a class to get a different perspective and to become a better judge. Uh, where As barbecue cooks, we're taking classes to become better barbecue cooks. Uh, judges uh, should take advantage of the situation themselves. Lon Mitchell joining me here on the show, pitmaster of Joe Bob's Barbecue. Uh, Lon, if I could ask you, because I'm always interested with the team names here, uh, how do you come up with Joe Bob's Barbecue? Well, Joe is after uh, uh, my beautiful wife, Joanne. Uh, I took the Joe part of hers, and the Bob is kind of a joke. We'd go into a restaurant, you know, and they're they're taking names, and it was none of their dang business what my name was, so I'd just tell them Bob. And uh, then to mess with their mind a little bit, not spelt B-A-W-B. And then uh, all these funny things in barbecue, Andrew. Uh, I was Googling <laughs> Joe Bob's one night, and I got clear in narrow ways, and it said B-A-W-B stood for broke-ass white boy. And I mean, man, that matches me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, see? Perfect. Love it. Joe Bob's Barbecue. All right, uh, so let's go ahead and take a quick look back here over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Lon, I know uh, last week I had some issues uh, coming up with the show, and I apologize. But, you know, two weeks ago uh, we were going to be discussing on the show this past week on the grand championship that you had at the local event at the Sam's Club 
in Fort Collins, Colorado. So if we can, you know, kind of go back there, you, you win a grand championship over there. You have some really good teams that you're going up against. You got to finish top six to move on to the regional that took place this past weekend in Vegas. You know, as you look back over that grand championship weekend, you know, what seemed to work well? Uh, how did the weekend kind of come off for you? And was there anything that came up that you weren't expecting? No, we uh, we had a really good cook. Uh, that was our fourth cook of the year. Uh, we'd already won uh, one grand champion in Colorado at the first of the year, the National Western Stock Show. It was their first time having one. We got grand champion there. But, you know, to go into Colorado and uh, – have two grand champions back to back. That was uh, unthinkable. Then uh, Colorado's got some really good uh, cooks. The Rocky Mountain Barbecue Association. It's a strong bunch there, and it was exciting to be able to start the year out that way. We had uh, all my meats being turned in. I knew was uh, should should have finished in the top five and get a first place in ribs and a first in uh, brisket. That was. That just topped it off right there, and then the grand champion, and being able to move on. Lon, let me ask you something. Uh, you know, you're in Fort Collins, Colorado. Colorado, obviously, you know, known for being at altitude. And I don't know if we spend, you know, near enough time on the show talking about it because obviously there's a lot of good events that take place in areas that are at uh, that are at altitude. And if cooks aren't kind of taking that into account as somebody who has seen success in that kind of atmosphere, you know, is it overhyped? Is it uh, much ado about nothing? Or are there certain things that you really do need to take into account when you're cooking at altitude that you wouldn't normally have to, uh, when you're not? Yeah. Altitude uh, is a big factor. Uh, last year we cooked in fair play, Colorado is up almost 10,000 feet. Uh, you need to uh, cook slower and, uh, you have less oxygen, and so that all affects your cook. When we go down to, uh, like, uh, Jack Daniels Invitational, uh, Miami, Oklahoma, and all that, where we're getting down around 700 feet, uh, the meat's cooking faster. I got certain adjustments that I have learned to make to try and compensate for that. And on the same token, you know, going from uh, uh, Fort Collins, uh 5,000 feet down to Vegas at 2,000 feet. Uh, everything was cooking faster over the weekend down there, and so we, I compensated for it, but uh, I thought every, all my meats in Vegas uh, was really good. I was really surprised that the judges didn't like my brisket. It was just as good as the one I turned in in Fort Collins, but that's barbecue. Yeah, so, I mean, that's where I was headed next. You, you go to the regional final rounds after you take the uh, local grand championship in Vegas. I mean, you, you just finished outside top 10 with the 12th overall, so I'm sure, you know, especially frustrating because you were, you know, all the more close to being able to, to go to Bentonville this year. From one yeah. week, you know, literally from one week to the next, you win and then you're just outside looking in. Uh, is it just a chalk up to judges and, uh, you know, the pallets, or was there anything else that you can point to that transpired that, you know, would have uh, just left you outside looking at? Yeah, I know my, uh, my, my pork was uh, overcooked. It, uh, it, 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 being at that lower altitude, it did cook out faster than I was expecting it to, and then I made a temperature check. It was, oh, my gosh. So I was very picky on uh, finding choice pieces to turn in that wasn't overdone. But uh, my brisket, was, I, I thought, was dead on again. And uh, so that was uh, a shock there. I didn't think I'd get a call in court, but I was shocked I didn't get one in brisket. 
Lon, are you a high-end uh, brisket guy? Do you like the the Wagyu's, the Snake River Farms, the Strew Branch type stuff, or uh, is that not your thing? Yeah, it just became my thing. Last year, we cooked a lot of uh, Creekstone uh, Prime and did very well with it. We had a number of first-place calls with it, but it just seemed like uh, we needed to push it to a little higher level. Everybody was cooking uh, uh Snake River, and so we made that uh, change before we went to the Invitationals last fall, and uh, we're starting to starting to hit with it now, and except for Vegas. <laughs> do you, do you notice a a texture difference and a, and a flavor difference that you didn't have before then? Uh, yes and no. Uh, there's not a, the extreme difference that you would expect as, as long as you're cooking. Uh, your, your prime, if you're aging that out, I believe, you know, uh, four or five weeks, uh, you're getting a, a good flavor. Uh, it's hard to find, or what, what we're really after, you know, is being able to have uh, in the briskets being delivered to us. And uh, I felt that Creekstone was giving us uh, quality there, and uh, I feel like I'm getting quality off of so from Snake River. So that's that's the main thing. In regards to any of the other meats, uh, you know, you've seen Wagyu be fairly popular here over the last handful of years, but now you're seeing you know, the pork category get a little bit more specialized, even the ribs now. You get into the, the specialized pork and the ribs, too? I haven't done. Uh, last year we finished uh, fourth uh, in the toy point chase in ribs in the nation in the KCBS, and I've been cooking uh, swift. And uh, I've talked to uh, various people, and I even talked to uh, Compart about uh, changing over. And uh, something I, I'm really entertaining to doing, but it's hard when you uh, finished 18th and fork and uh, fourth in ribs nationally to make that change. And now uh, we've had two first place calls on our ribs back to back at the Sands Clubs. Uh, <laughs> hard to make that change when uh, something's working. <laughs> If you know, if a supplier or a purveyor uh, of that ilk comes to you and says, "Hey, Lon, you know, we'd love to give you ribs for the rest of the year," you know, if you fly a banner for us or you know, however those uh, type of sponsorships work out, are you open to that to offset cost, or is being able to have your hands in the control of the meats and what you're taking and more important still at this point? It'd be a big decision, you know, if they're uh, Compart or somebody like that came to me and said, we, we'll supply you if you fly our banner, I'd probably go for it. Doggone, uh, uh, do I really want to change from what's working? But I, I'm, I'm sure I can be able to make the other work, you know. we got great rubs and great sauces. Uh, Cosmos Q has uh, got some great rubs that we're using and sauces and uh, brines. And uh, we're right now we're cooking on a... Uh, uh, pellet cooker, custom dip that I uh, made myself, and we're using uh, barbecue delight pellets in that. And uh, but next, uh, well, in the middle of May, we're headed down to pick up my first jamble, and so we're making a change there. <laughs> this is a pellet cooker that you built from scratch, or did you kind of Frankenstein it up off of something existing? I, I built it from scratch. I built it on the grounds of a. Uh, FE 100, but only larger. I can get two roaster pans in it side by side and still have uh, room for heat to circulate around it. Uh, I did use the controller box, the whole setup off of my uh, trigger that I had sitting 
there that I wasn't hardly using. I was going to order a controller and all that off from uh, smokedaddy.com. But if it, that trigger's sitting there not being used, let's put that part to use and we'll order that later. And that, Line- our first contest, we finished third overall, and I was sold on keeping everything just the way it was running. <laughs> so is there any uh, trepidation at all going from a, a pellet-fired cooker to a, a Jambo? Obviously a well-known stick burner, obviously a deserved reputation of you know high class and a, a very consistent pit coming from Jamie Gear, but uh, are, are you somebody that's used to to working a live fire versus you know dumping pellets in a hopper? Yeah, before I was cooking on uh, my uh, pellet cooker, I was uh, cooking on a Lang 84, which I I, I really loved. I hated uh, getting rid of that, and but it's uh, things progress. You know, as cooks, we always keep trying wanting to try new things and better things and i finally well we've always wanted the jambo and so we finally decided to make the move to the jambo and everybody keeps saying why are you going to that uh when you're doing so well with the, your pellet cooker well i i i feel it's time to make a little move and a little transition so you're seven years in now Lon. the biggest change that you've seen from when you started to when you start setting up for a competition today and you think back and you go, man, I can't believe I used to do that. What's that? Shoot just about all of it. When I first started out, <laughs> I was using my own sauces and rubs. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to amaze the world with what I have here in sauces and rubs. And then as time progressed, I found out if I was going to compete against the big boys, I needed to kind of find out what the big boys was using. Uh, there's, uh, from when we first started to, uh, there's more classes now that's offered, uh, to get everybody kind of fast tracked into the competition. But, uh, like everybody said, you, uh, 10 people can take the, Luton Booty said that 10 people can take his class and they're all going to cook 10, cook 10 different ways. So. Lon Mitchell joining me here on the show, pitmaster of Joe Bob's Barbecue. Uh, from last week or this past weekend in Vegas to this coming competition in Mesquite, Nevada, is there anything that uh, flavor profile-wise or program-wise are you going to be changed going into this particular event, or do you stand pat for now? I'm going to stand pat. i got good recipes. i got good, uh, good timeline. I've got everything, and... Uh, it's not too far difference from the altitude of Vegas, and we did good, uh, you know, in Miami, uh, Oklahoma, at the Buffalo Run, uh, where we got a first uh, and a 180 in chicken earlier this year, and that's a low altitude also, so I feel pretty comfortable with uh, the low altitude cooks and the high altitude cooks, so we're just going to stand pat with what we're doing. And hopefully the barbecue gods will shine upon us this weekend. Lon, last question before I let you go, and I appreciate the time tonight. Uh, Given the fact that the Cleveland Cavaliers have lost Kevin Love for the remainder of the playoff season, do you think our shot at winning a championship here in Cleveland has now gone down the drain? I don't even want to go there. (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) All right, uh, Lon Mitchell is the pit master of Joe Bob's Barbecue, and uh, if you're going to be in Mesquite, Nevada, you're going to see him taking his hand there at uh, winning, trying to win that contest this coming weekend. Uh, Lon, great to catch up. Uh, Appreciate you coming on tonight. Continued success, my friend. Okay, thank you, Greg. It's uh, amazing that uh, uh, a little barbecue team from Wyoming gets to be on uh, the great Greg Ramsey's show. 
And I want to thank all those, uh, Rob Gray, uh, Kelly Wirtz, uh, Donnie Kill, everybody that's uh, helped uh, give me classes and all the teams, uh, Travis Clark and everybody that has helped coach me along the way. And special thanks to God and Jesus for helping us get to where we are. All right, there he is, Lyle Mitchell, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Bob's Barbecue. There he is. Yeah. So, uh, little team from Wyoming getting on the Greg Rampey show. Yes, I'll take that every day of the week. That is what we call a subtle ass kiss, and I dig it. I dig it a lot. All right, folks, if you didn't know by now, Big Papa Smokers is the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue. They are the number one dealer of Mac Pelly grills in the world. Big Papa Smokers features a wide selection of American-made grills, smokers, like the Old Hickory Ace BP, the Gateway Drum Smoker, even a drum kit. Gives you everything you need to make a world-class drum smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers has also made a name for itself in recent years by crafting an award-winning line of championship rubs. Flavors like Sweet Money, one of my favorites, the happy ending. Their rubs have a hand in winning almost every major barbecue competition event, including the 2012 and 13 American Royal, the 12 and 14 Jack, the 13 Kingsford Challenge, and the 14 Houston Livestock and Rodeo. Also... 14 king of the smoker itself don't forget that big papa smokers can be pigeonholed into competitive barbecue bps rubs have become so well known that they've been picked up by a nationwide restaurant chain bj's restaurant and brew house with over nine bps rubs featured in their permanent menu and the mid-glowing reviews big papa smokers has proven to be a great addition to anyone's pantry Big Papa has also banded together with fellow California-based rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue and begun to redefine the flavor profile that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. BPS website features an online meat locker with top-quality meats from Snake River Farms shipped right to your door from the American Kobe Beef the Caribou to Pork, the Double R Ranch Meats, Big Papa's Meat Locker has something for every type of barbecue aficionado, and they're committed to bringing you the best flavors on the market. Right now, you can get Swamp Boys Barbecue Sauce, a fine swine sauce, Granny's Barbecue Sauce. These are the hot new sauces considered to be the new kids on the block this barbecue season. And Big Papa has also created a unique brand ambassador program called the BPS Elite Team. Featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country working together to promote camaraderie, competition barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind, please, that Big Pop Smokers has been able to do all of this within only five years of being in business, turning the competition barbecue world on its head, providing customers with the very best barbecue products, and becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain and benefiting children's charities across the way and across the U.S. It's just the beginning. Big Papa Smokers and the website BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. All right, we are back with Ronnie Lotz. Stick around for this one. Call your friends and neighbors. It could be a slobber knocker, ladies and gentlemen. Stick around. Be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. Who would 
thought this music thing was gonna go this far. I never asked for this. I never asked for this fast oh. living. The wind Man, does the music sound as bad over your speakers as it does in my little earpiece? Oh, it's horrible. Oh my god. Alright, thanks again to Lon Mitchell from Joe Bob's Barbecue for joining me. Uh, helping me close out the show tonight coming out of the proverbial bullpen in the windy city of Chicago, Illinois. A uh, guest on this show, you've heard him here before, the owner of Cigars and Stripes, Ronnie Lotz, joins us here on the show. Body, how are you, buddy? Well, 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 let's just say, couldn't be better, couldn't be worse. <laughs> I gotta tell you. Couldn't you be worse? You know what I want to say, uh, Greg? Yes. Let me, let me, I'm not going to rant like usual. I'm worn out, man. Listen, <laughs> I just want everyone to know that listens to your show yeah. that I called you. Yes. You did not call me. I reached out to you because because you are just a you're just great man. I just love I just love being on your show. So for whatever it's worth, take that to the bank. I appreciate the kind words, Ronnie. So let me talk to you uh, briefly. I, I have to say I was surprised when I started getting uh, roughly twenty six or twenty seven emails uh, this morning and over last night about, hey, I think this guy was on your show, and I know this guy was on your show, and what's going on here, and you should get him on the show tonight. And I'm like, well, I mean, you'd never know what the very busy Ronnie Lotz is up to and if he can accommodate, especially given the events here over the last few hours. So for the people that haven't, gone through and you know either seen social media or whatever however you're consuming news these days which is very dangerous there seems to be a little bit of a dust up between a comedian that you had in your cigars and stripes bar and a closet that is in the female bathroom so uh, i guess if you could kind of lead us from there well it's 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 what's in question and what is, uh, there's a couple things in question. First off, absolutely, there's a mirror. It's not a closet. It's a mirror that leads to a closet. And I'll tell you about that. But you also just pointed out something. You said the word comedian, and that's also misleading. You know, uh, <laughs> Greg, listen. You know, this young lady, um, I'll put it to you this way. If I can get 15 million people to walk in here and eat my wings, and I give them 15 million, you know, chicken legs, they better taste good. You know what I mean? You can get them in the door, but do they come back? So my question is, she can have one million zillion. She's probably up to 800. I don't know what she's at on her views. It's ungodly. But when you have that, that moment in the sun, you are on the stage and the light is on you. You better deliver. You better have something to say. If Lenny Bruce was alive and well today, I said this before on your show, he would be on my stage. This particular woman is reaching. So she just happens to catch the proverbial, you know, lightning in the bottle? Well, she's got it. But, you know, you can reel them in, but you got to keep them. you got to keep them. You know, I will keep in mind, too. And, you know, I, I, listen, I, it's very misfortunate. Maybe her career is not going in the direction she wants. She has a very... A feminist movement going with her now, and, I, and that's a really hot topic right now in reality TV. So if you can hit the nerve on that, you will gain the momentum of angry uh, females across this country. You know, uh, I had a woman at the bar earlier today, and I heard her say, she goes, you know, I'm sick and tired of male bashing in this in this country. I'm a full-grown woman. I can open that damn door 
if I want to see if there's a camera back there to see if there's someone there. And, uh, but let's, but let's not get crazy. You know, she said, when I need a refrigerator taken out, I got my man and my sons to take it down those stairs. So we should just start, start, you know, it was, someone also made the comment said, what's wrong with this country at the bar today? You know, the guy says, well, you know, what, what's the matter with this country that there's automatically a mirror that everybody assumes there's some naughty behavior going on. And that's the problem in itself. So if we're looking at it, in a, and I'm going to play devil's advocate uh, for the moment, something is going on with my sound, and I am just going up the wall here. I apologize, Ronnie. Um, okay. So let, let, me, let me play devil's advocate here uh, just because I'm, I'm pretty good at it, and it's my show, and uh, you're uh, pretty sharp with the tongue as well. Does it seem, and, and maybe for somebody that isn't in the restaurant every day, I mean, it's your restaurant and, and your club and in you're used to it every day. So if somebody comes in, if I visit Cigars and Stripes and I bring my wife and three daughters in and they go to the bathroom and they come back out and go, there was a, there's a mirror in the, uh, in the bathroom. Can, can, I guess, can, can you see where people might think it's at least a little odd that there's a, a two-way mirror in the bathroom? You know, now ask me that question. 10 years ago, I would have said, no, absolutely not. You know, but now, yes, yes, I get it. I, it is a bathroom and there is a two-way mirror. However, um, Greg, there's a, there is the whole gag of the women's bathroom. I want you to follow this. I'm going to, I'm going to paint the picture. I'm going to walk your listeners through it so they can understand and really grasp it. Guy and a girl come to the bar. They're sitting there. The girl says, I have to use the restroom. Okay, great. Honey, it's right over there. There's a red, there's a green, uh, a green light bulb above that doorway. She go, that green bulb means go. That means that there's no one in there. Yep. She goes into there and she starts to look. This is the experience. I'm walking you through it. She starts to look for the light switch. About two minutes go by. She comes out and she whispers to her husband, I can't find the light switch. And then the bartender hears that, and she turns her back. She walks away. Then the girl goes back. Another minute or two goes by. She goes, I can't find the light switch. Now she's boisterous. And the, and the husband says, well, honey, I don't know. Well, he knows a secret. And then finally I'll walk by five minutes later, sometimes ten. And uh, she'll say, I'm sorry, sir. Where, where's the light in the switch? And then at that point, the old man that runs the cigar store will come up with a flashlight and say, honey, you want to use the bathroom, this tech guy. You want to use the bathroom, you've got to take the flashlight. And what She goes, no, no, come on, really. And I say, listen, what are you, hey, what are you, hillbilly? Close the door. What's the matter with you? Close the door. Have some respect. And she goes in and she closes the door. <laughs> and the light goes on. Now she's already flustered. Now we got her. Everyone's giggling a little bit. She's very uncomfortable. I'm a master at making people feel very comfortable or very uncomfortable, all in the sake of good fun. So what happens is we give her about a minute. Who knows what she's doing in there? Then the bartender looks at me. I give her the wink. She takes out the light switch, and she hits the light. And directly across from this long hallway where she sits in is a big mirror. Right. And inside it, this is the oldest carnival trick in the world. It's called Pepper's Ghost. 
the light is brighter on the other side of that closet, and boom, it goes on, and what's staring at her? It could. It depends. It could be a witch. We used to have a floating witch head. It could be our mummy. It could be the old weird guy. You hear a big scream, she comes running out, everybody laughs. <laughs> you know, she goes, you guys are assholes. You know, and then uh, she goes home to whatever suburb she's from, and she tells the girls, oh, my God. So she can't wait to bring her girlfriends. And it's the oldest carnival kid. It's, listen, this is the oldest carnival gimmick in the world. You got duped. And as soon as you get duped, you can't wait to reel your friends in. It's like the guy that says, see this, see the guy eating live chickens. See the guy live eating chickens. One dollar. And you're like, oh, my God. There's a guy eating live chickens. People come out and say, oh, my God, the guy's going to eat a live chicken. And all of a sudden, you can't wait. You know, you got to go in there. You give the guy the dollar. You go in, and there's a guy sitting there with a bucket of chicken, and he's eating chicken. Then you come out, and you, you know, okay, you feel ripped off. You feel dukes, they call that in the business. You can't wait to say to your friends, oh, my God, there's a man in there, and he's eating live chickens. You've got to give me a dollar. Give me a dollar. And they give the guy step right up. See the man eating live chickens. And you walk in there. And now you're duped. And then you go out and you get your friends. And by the end of the day, if you're lucky, you get $1,000. But what happens with me is I'll get them maybe next month, maybe next year. I'll get a, a wonderful review on Yelp, which is a great program. I know people hate it, but Yelp's a great program. And they'll say on there, oh, my God, it's so terrible in there. They've got a, you got, you know, just to warn you, there's something with the light switch. And sometimes they tell the, tell the gag and they don't. And that's what it is. It's one of the oldest carnival tricks in the book. Reel them in and take their money. Is this, uh, like, within the neighborhood, if you will, uh, something that's that's known, that Cigars and Stripes is known for, then? Are you kidding? Come on. Listen, Greg, I built my whole living on, you know, master deception and trickery and fun. I mean, really, man. I mean, you think there's a, a camera in there? You know, come on. Really. This is old school fun. Look, hey, Uncle Lou. You would say, Uncle Lou, what time is it? Little old fellow with a mustache and glasses. He'd say, well, I don't know. He would reach down by his zipper and unzip his pants. And he would pull a string out. And all of a sudden, he'd pop the watch out and he'd pull it in his hand. He'd go, oh, yeah, it's three o'clock. And he'd put it back in and zip his pants up. You could just not stop laughing. You couldn't stop laughing when you were a kid. And he was a charming old man. When he used to walk in the house, he would say, he would say to my mother, Marie, get those martinis in Manhattan's going. You know, Uncle Chuck and Lou are here. And they would walk up to that piano and they would sit down. He would throw out a pack of tents. He would take his martini. And he'd say, let me, you know, let me call you, sweetheart. He'd just start singing. And I'll tell you something. Vaudeville live in my living room. Unbelievable amount of talent and, and good-natured it's just just a beautiful feeling went through your body when you when you uh, when, when when you just looked at this man. So that's that's what people need in their life, and I'm offering to give it to them. If there's some desperate comic out there that needs a an edge or a hook, hey man, go at it. You got your 15 minutes of fame. I've had my 15 minutes of fame a hundred thousand times. I've been on national TV a hundred times. You know, what do you want from me? Doesn't this play into your benefit, though, if she's doing the YouTube video that finally goes viral and granted it's on her page and everybody's watching her, but she's saying where she is and everybody knows where she is. That's benefiting well, you. I mean, you win that way, too, right? Well, I guess, but you know. You guess? I'm not, you know, I, I'm not. 
who's to know? And, you know, there was on my Facebook page, listen to this. A woman put on a Facebook page that said, oh, he, he, you know, he took a shower with me and my mother, and I was five years old. I'm like, what are you talking about? Okay, okay, okay. Now the gag, it's not so funny anymore. You know? I've got a 16-year-old boy who depends on me to be a man. You know? He's a musician. Talented, good-looking kid. I love him. What that out there about his father? It's nonsense. I work my ass off in this community. Berlin is loaded with artists and wonderful people. And I got to tell you, I don't want him humiliated at school for some kind of nonsense father gag, you know, things going on at his father's business because I'm trying to make a living. Do you know that I went to the auto body shop the other morning? I'm having a custom hot rod. I was a pinstriper by trade when I was a kid. Man, I used to pinstripe and letter. I, I put flame jobs on this beautiful 93 Ford Ranger right now. It's a beautiful, it's a hot rod little truck. Cigars and stripes, emergency wing vehicles. It's going to be the coolest thing ever. I go in there, and there's 10 guys in that auto body shop. And this is when it's hot, man. I'm talking CNN. This topic was on every single radio. You know, Chicago 2579 and Telemundo. It was unbelievable. I walk in there. You know these men? Said nothing about it. Hey, Ronnie, how you doing? You know, strike this, you know, strike the Malibu mood in there. Nah, I'll do it tomorrow. You know, buff off my, buff off my car. And, hey, nothing was said. Not one word. You know why? Because they're busy working with their hands as Americans. They don't have time to sit on a computer and wish to hate somebody or put something negative. These are men that want to work a 10-hour day and go home and put bread on the table for their family. I'm upset about this, man. I mean it. I'm heartbroken. I'm heartbroken. America assumes right away that, you know, there's a mirror, there's a, a bad guy behind it. Give me a break, man. Who would do something like that? Well, so, I'm, standing so that's... Of, I'm standing in front of a, of a grave right now that says Bigfoot's grave. I've got, I've got a ten and a half foot hole dug in my beer garden with three barrels of beer in it. Greg, you know? So that, like, this... and, and we're going to dig them up. This... On September 17th, 2016, and we're going to drink them. You entered a fun zone, man. I've got a, a ten-and-a-half-foot mummy that was stolen from me. A, a historic Route 66 icon. Hello? I've got the Bride of Frankenstein in the hallway. Hello? Come on, man. You don't want to lose reality for an hour or two of your life? Then you stay the fuck out of my business. Go somewhere else where you can get shit barbecue, and you can get... Whatever it is you get, go get it. Go in some bar or some weirdo's going to try to feel up your girlfriend. Not in my place. Yeah, so that, but but that's it, right? I mean, if if you're not familiar or you don't know where you're going, uh, this is where we are at in society. You have social. I mean, that it's thing is bad. she she can record it, and it is up for people to consume literally within seconds. Uh, it's certainly no different than the show. It's up and it's ready to consume within seconds uh, or live as it's happening, wherever the hell it's happening, uh, where 10 years ago or 15 years ago, it's probably not a story unless she decides that she's going to uh, hot foot it out to the to the cops walking the beat and telling them that she thinks something fishy. So the, the end question here is, aside from the fact that you can't believe it's blown up into as big as a story, and given where we are as a society today, I mean, it can't be coming that big of a shock that it is. Will you take Will you take the mirror out or not? I will burn this building 
from the ground on sheer principle. I will not take that mirror down. I am done. I am done. Listen, I love women. They are nice people. There are a lot of talented people. I confide in a lot of them. I, 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 listen, women are great, great creatures on this earth. But for some reason, Jezebel and, and, and this media chimes into this, this feminine hatred, man. It's like this, it's this mean edge, this feminine anger. And it, it, really, it really rips a guy apart, man. I, I respect women. You know, I have a comedy troupe. The girls that this particular young lady came with, do you know when they come in, I get them separated from everybody. I say, hello, ladies. What do you guys all want? Miller Lights? Let me get you a drink. I pull money out of my cash register, right? And I, I give them the money at the door, and I make sure they say, listen, hey, listen, there's a little guy kind of talking a little heavy there. You guys okay? Everything fine? No, he's fine. He's fine. He's just a fan. Okay, that's great. Here are girls. I make sure somebody walks them to their cars, man. I am respectful. I'm so frightened of women. I don't even look at their breasts when they're here. I mean it. I don't want to offend them because I make a living with these girls. And do you know that that particular troop brought this one lady in and she's not part of that? She's not part of their group. And she is the one that went in there and made that video. And she doesn't get all this attention and doesn't even mention, you know, the comedy girls, the troop. If she had a brain, she would have waited till Halloween. And then we could have said, well, it's a Halloween gag. And then she could have came out and said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. By the way, come see me this weekend with this particular group's name. And then I'd be packed for two years, and the girls would be treated respectfully, and they'd all make money, and I could feed my family. But instead, I got a self-indulgent lady who thought, her, maybe career's not going so well. I'm sorry. But uh, she didn't even, she didn't even have the, the respect to mention the comedy troupe. It's a shame. She had the spotlight on and she dropped the ball. She'd have talked to me about it. I'll tell you what, I had this place packed for five years. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. The master. You know, I, I, she, listen, Greg, I'm heartbroken, man. I'm so, I'm just so heartbroken. Ronnie Lotz is the owner of Cigars and Stripes, Berwyn, Illinois. If you are going to be out there, uh, check him out. He's got, you got the best wings in Chicagoland still, right? Yeah, I'm winged out, man. I'm standing in front of my beautiful mule tough smoker right now. It's it's kind of chilly out here tonight, and I'm standing. It's still radiating from this morning, man. This whole heat. It's sitting here at 200. The rotisserie is off, and it's been off for like four hours. I love this machine. You know, in fact, I'm going to go grab a sub down the block. I'm just going to toss it in and come back an hour later. I'm going to have a toasty sandwich. <laughs> this mule tough is unreal. It's, uh, I'm, I'm leaning on it right now. I'm out here, and this is the only place I can get some. Quiet time, you know. Uh, Greg, listen, I, I, I appreciate what, what you do, um, but like I can't tell you, I, I think the barbecue world is just a great, great place to be. And if I make, you know, and I always made the comment, I rant like an animal on your show. Hey, listen, I like to pipe it up a little bit, you know, and I always say, don't you open a barbecue restaurant. And by the way, I just got the, the kitchen finally completed. It's the last time I was on your show a year later. I mean, I'm not kidding with you, and I've been busy. But uh, my point is, I always say, don't you dare if you're if you're doing your barbecue contest, don't you dare open a barbecue place because you're gonna you're gonna be regretted. You know, maybe I maybe I'm the one that should have just sat back and just enjoyed barbecue for what it was, and not and not and I got involved with all this and not put myself on the line for the sake of good food and 
and I attained it, man. Maybe it's just better off. I should have just did those little contests and had a nice bottle of Miller and just called it a day, you know, and just say, hey, I'm, I'm here with my friends. We're going to barbecue to win or lose. We're going to have some fun. Ronnie Lotz. I mean, cigars and stripes, uh, my friend. Are I'm, we done? Are we done? Is there yeah. more you need to say? Uh, I, got, I got two guys. Two guys walking up to me right now. Uh-oh. These are these guys are dentists from the North Shore. They're coming in. And they're just so happy. They just they can't wait to say hello to me. I can't believe you. Why are you guys here? You partners? Are you looking for them here? What are you doing? Uh oh, watch out. Uh, yeah, I'm up against it, Ronnie. But we will uh, we will catch up again soon, my friend. Greg, thank you. A pleasure and an absolute honor to be on your show. All right, buddy. There he is, Ronnie Lotz. Thank you. Talking about two way mirrors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you never know. You never know with Bobby Potts. You never know with Bobby Potts. Public service announcement, friends, for my friend Stephen DeFranco, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. That's right. If you're looking for the watch or you're looking for the ring, the necklace, all that stuff, make sure that you check out Stephen DeFranco. Mother's Day coming up. Two weeks' time. Don't be caught flat-footed. Get in a hold of Steve immediately. 440-943-2700. 440-943-2700. Tell him you're a barbecue brother or sister. He'll give you the real discount of the price of that watch. Not allowed by the manufacturer to tell you uh, what he's going to sell it at because there's secrecy so forth. He's got the Bolivus. He's got the Citizens. He's got the... Philip and Company watches, too. The high-end stuff that uses the ETA movements. I'm telling you right now, just do yourself a favor. If I've told you once, I've told you a hundred times, don't go to the big box stores in the malls or in the strip malls or anything like that. Call Steve. Let him take care of you. He will take care of you, by the way. 440-943-2700. Ask for Steve. When he gets on the phone, tell him your barbecue brother or sister. He will take care of you from there. Won't kind Pull any shenanigans and tomfoolery. No double-sided mirrors. Well, maybe one in the back, but that's all right. But tell them I sent you over, and you will reap the rewards from there. All right, uh, we quickly dial out so we can dial back in to get out full-time. Stick around. We'll be right back. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we are back. Thanks again to uh, Ronnie Lotz for joining me this past segment. I mean, you just never know, right? You don't know how he's going to be... Sometimes the ship is hard to steer, and you do the best you can. All the way back in the first hour, it was Rhythm and Q Pitmasters, Steve Carocci and Alexa Fairbairn, talking about their win at the Sam's Club Regional Final. They have punched their ticket to Bentonville, along with nine other teams, uh, in October. October 10th, to be exact. Then we talked with Matt Barber, the hottest pitmaster on any competition scene right now. Eighth grand championship of the calendar year, 10th since... October of last year. He's going to the Jack automatically, by the way. I believe it's three in a row that he has. At least two. Maybe three in a row. 
And we also talked with Lon Mitchell, Joe Bob's Barbecue, about his win at the local Sam's Club in Fort Collins, Colorado, two weeks ago, and then just missing, punching his ticket for the Bentonville final as well this past weekend in Vegas. And then it was Ronnie Lotz. What can you say about that? If you have the raw cast iron, season it each and every time. As it starts to cool off, hit it with a grill brush. Then a little Pam, a little Crisco, let it burn back in to re-season it each and every time. September 11th, 2001, I will never forget. Till next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.